You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. The disease of the heart and Brother Ahmad has started the topic of anger last week. It was quite a lengthy topic and therefore he started it uh, and has left uh, uh, a proportion of it to be completed, which we may or may not complete today or in subsequent weeks, inshallah. But the reason why anger is talked about so much is because it is... Uh, uh, it is a very easy emotion and a very easy disease of heart for a person to enact. A person could be absolutely fine, placid, civil, then bang, in a fit of rage, they undo everything, uh, all the good that they've done and worse. It takes them to a lower level than when they start it. Secondly, the thing with anger is that it's something that uh, we have in ourselves and we can create in other people. And then when people are angry with each other, the ramifications are, are major. Therefore, to understand anger in terms of the causes, what drives it, how to control it and how to remove it is important. One should also bear in mind the context of anger, that we're talking about bad anger. The Prophet was not immune to anger. In fact, he was very angry when the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were violated, particularly intentionally. So the point is, is to deal with anger when anger is applied or uh, over-applied in situations which uh, are not befitting for it. And it's usually treated as a, 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 the topic of anger is usually treated as a matter of balance and it's closely associated with those deeds and habits that either throw one's balance off or guard it. As it is traditionally understood, imbalance in, the one, uh, in one realm of life cannot help but touch aspects of human behavior. The Prophet said, for example, the worst vessel of the son of Adam fills is his stomach. We understand from this that there is a relationship between character and consumption. A dialogue that a modern marketing mental, uh, mentality desperately wants to di- us to discount. It is oppressive to fill our stomachs for the health considerations, but also because of the connection between excessiveness in one area and the cor- corollary damage it brings in others. Muslim scholars throughout our history have pointed out this and have relied on the sound statements of Prophet ﷺ for proof, for he prayed against a, st- a stomach that is not easily satisfied. He recommended that the stomach be filled one-third with food, one-third with water, and one-third uh, left free. And if you really try to practice that, how hungry would we feel? Even if we say, okay, we'll leave a proportion of our stomach free and fill the majority with food, a little with water, people will still feel hungry. Uh, as a diabetologist, one thing I often am uh, keen to point out, that a person's stomach grows in size as their appetite increases. The size or the volume of a stomach of an obese person is three times the size of a person who has a normal-sized stomach three times and because the stomach has stretched it's very it doesn't shrink back you're you have that you have that side that bag is like it stretches in one direction that is why we have surgeries such as gastric bypass surgery gastric banding we would try to reduce the volume of the stomach or trying to do things to make this person feel full again so that he limits what he eats i don't i i can't help overemphasize this because the problem is, is that we feel hungry when our st- stomach starts to shrink. It's all to do with the stretch receptors sending signals to our brain as one of the main things that drive our appetite. Therefore, if, uh, when a person has surgery that shrinks the volume of the stomach or they have their stomach wrapped around their gullet, you're reducing the volume. Therefore, the, par- the signals to the brain come back quicker saying, I'm full. And equally, when it comes to feeling hungry again, uh, it, uh, it has to, stretch to a small, uh, shrink to a smaller volume to start sending the signals again. If you understand how our body works, how blessed are we as Muslims uh, in terms of being able to be one step ahead of the game. By understanding how Allah has created us, we can use it for the, the positive things, but also guard against vices which bring us down. According to it, the same ethic also applies to sexual appetite, which is required for a healthy state. It is discouraged to completely ignore one's state, a desire. But if one transgresses and goes beyond what is permissible, this is oppression and wrongdoing. 
Popular culture has, cult has placed an emphasis on illicit sexual intimacy and recklessness, making it seem normal and acceptable. Sexual relationships between unmarried partners who neither commit their lives to each other nor feel any necessary emotional ties is made to seem the summit of sexual excitement. According to Imam Ghazali, the one who perfected a balance between these forces was the Messenger of Allah وسلم, the most just of all men. The more one emulates him in behavior, the greater balance one will achieve. The way the Prophet was the middle way and is the middle way and will be the middle way of moderation. With regard to anger, Imam Ghazali said that it is acceptable only at the right time, in the right place, for the right reasons, with the right intensity. The Messenger of God never allowed his anger to get the best of him. He was in control of himself, secure, and always in a state of spiritual certainty. One of the thousands of reports about the, minute de the, the minutest details of the Prophet's life never has, gone, uh, never has anyone related that the Prophet did anything imprudent or rash. Never did he apply his intellectual gifts and prophetic status for anything other than guiding hum humanity aright. Al-Qadi ibn Ar Arabi, in speaking of such courage and the larger issue of balance, said that after the Messenger of Allah, no one was more courageous than Abu Bakr. If one were to ponder the events during the life of the Prophet, it was Abu Bakr who continually showed up in the Prophet's defense and support. He was particularly firm and resolute, the one who did not waver when others wavered. He was the one who accompanied the Prophet ﷺ in his migration to Medina. Each of the Khalifs, the Khulafa Rashidin, embodied one of the aforementioned versions, uh, virtues of the dominant character. Umar bin al-Khattab is associated with being particularly sensitive to justice and fairness. Uthman ibn Affan, his name is derived from the same Arabic root word uh, as Afa, which according to uh, Al-Qamus al-Fairuz uh, al-Zabadi, refers not only to moderation, but also to one who is abstinent and a chaste, a meaning that is fitting for Uthman. The Prophet once said that even angels were shy before Uthman because of his modesty. In Ali ibn Talib, there is extraordinary wisdom or hikmah. It is true that these great heroes of Islamic civilization embodied in a particular way one of the four virtues, but they also kept a balance that enshrined the rest. So whilst the Prophet was the best uh, in terms of perfection, the, the four uh, uh, Khulafa Rashidin that followed were the best at emulating him amongst all the other Sahaba, and, and there are plenty of Sahaba also emulated. But the point is that they demonstrated at the human level how it can be achieved. People used to make reference to the fact that Abu Bakr was very soft, but when he, when, he, when he got angry, he got angry and people knew about it. But if you look at the cause or the reasons for his anger, it was always for justice and for the right thing. It wasn't for worldly or selfish uh, pursuits. May Allah make it easy for myself, my brothers, my sisters to understand and appreciate what anger is and to understand the wisdom and why Allah has given it. The phrase Sirat al Mustaqim, the straight or upright path, is repeated many times each day by a Muslim worshipper. No phrase better epitomizes the way of life of the Muslim. The word Mustaqim suggests balance. If one deviates from this balanced path, he does, not, does so in one of two ways deficiency in filling one's obligations and excessiveness therein. The concept of uh, monkery, uh, monkery, for example, when a person is a monk, does not receive uh, approb approbation in Islam as a form of practice. The Qur'an uh, states that the institution of, uh, of uh, monasteries was not prescribed by Allah. According to the commentators, the people of uh, um, monasticism became immoderate in practices that originated from the desire to gain God's pleasure. But they were unable to fulfill it, which is the nature of excess and the main, its main defect. 
A person cannot keep up with it and becomes either worn out or, or altogether jaded, which is an, 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 um, anti-ethical to the path of the religion, the straight path of Islam. Balance, then, is not me merely a merciful device for adherence, but the shortest distance between a person uh, and his or her spiritual objectives. The objectives of the rites of, the, of worship cannot exceed what is natural. Sexual attraction, like hunger, cannot be removed from the soul, nor is, uh, it is to one's benefit to try to do so. Celibacy is not considered a virtue in Islam. Chastity and licit, uh, licit sexual intimacy are. Church history tells us of Puritans who went so far as to swear off normal desires, such as sexual relations were nearly tabooed, even between a man and his wife. It became an entirely per, uh, perfunctory activity of marriage, fleeced of the enjoyment that a husband and wife are, no, are not only entitled to have, but are encouraged to experience. The usual result of, excessive, uh, of excessiveness is its antithesis. A society that starts out with extreme pur 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 puritanical ethics may turn into one of overindulgence and licitiousness. One of the individual, on an individual level, the experience is similar. It is a principal feature of the Islamic faith that the middle way be the path that Muslims adhere to. The Quran calls a believer a middle nation, which commentators say includes moderation, which leads to a consistency of worship and conduct that one may carry on throughout his or her life. It is said that the uh, Judaic legal tradition is based on stern justice, while the foundation of the Christian phenomenon is the idea of categorical mercy, where everybody should be forgiven no matter what. With Islam, a balance is struck suitable for the complex uh, societies that have, have sp spread across the face of the earth. A balance between uh, ghadab, wrath and stern justice, and rahmah, mercy. To take the straight way, one must have both, the law and the spirit of the law, the sharia and hahi and hahiq and, haqi, and haqi, haqiqa. The law consists of rules and the spirit of the law is mercy. God sent down the, sh the sharia as a mercy. The Prophet ﷺ himself said, uh, it is the mercy to the world in Quran, Surah 21, verse 107. Thus, my respected brothers and sisters, we see from things, uh, from what we've talked about, that it's about balance. It's about recognizing that we have uh, certain desires, we have certain traits, we have certain features, and whilst the undesirable ones are we're supposed to control or only use in extreme situations where there's going to be a benefit to the individual or society and there are the positive ones again we don't overindulge in them we use them for the, for what Allah has given us for we enjoy food if it brings us closer to him. we enjoy uh, the relationships we have with our spouses if Allah blesses us with his marriage we enjoy the wealth he's given us the point is, is that we should always use it as a balance and we, the way we tell it's a balance is if our hearts get attached to it or crave it more than uh, one should, then we say we have gone to the one extreme. Equally, if you're detesting something that the Prophet ﷺ has blessed or encouraged to do, then we've gone in the opposite. May Allah make it easy for myself, my brothers and my sisters to understand this importance of balance and to grant us the wisdom in every situation to apply balance in our behavior. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.